Our guest for tonight is Honorable Hector John, who is the parliamentary leader, the opposition leader in Dominica's parliament. And we are discussing tonight the situation as it concerns the election of a new president. And let me say a very special welcome to Mr. John as he joins us live from Dominica. Welcome, Mr. John. Good evening, Mr. Thompson Fountain, and good evening to your listeners on the Dominican.net and also on Q95. Yes. Thanks for having me. Yes, it's great to have you. I'm glad we were finally able to make contact because we are discussing a very critical issue, one of great national importance, and that is the election of or the replacement, if you like, of the current president of Dominica. We've heard quite a bit. I think uh, for, uh, for an observer like myself, I am more confused than anything. So I'm hoping that you'll be able to shed some light on what is going on in Dominica. Quite a lot of concern has been expressed by people from across uh, the world, especially Dominicans living outside of Dominica, are very much concerned about what is going on and the event. If you like, um, Mr. John, kind of set the stage for us. Give us a, a sense as to where the process is right now concerning the election of the new president. Um, the process right now, I think the government is um, going to parliament on Monday to elect a, a new president. Um, but the opposition, the parliamentary opposition will be staying out because we have made it very clear. We have written to the, gov to the government, to the prime minister. We have written to the president, also to the speaker, letting them know that the process right now is flawed, should be null and void, and we should um, call the process right now and start fresh to ensure that everything is done within the ambit of the constitution of the Commonwealth of Dominica. Um, and that's where we are right now, and we... Um, as I said, Mr. Fountain, that you're a bit confused, but I think it's a very simple what we're asking for, to make the documentary evidence available that the president is indeed um, resigning from office um, as said under Section 119 of the Constitution. But, Mr. John, how did we get to this point? Because I was listening recently to the, to the sitting of the House and... Um, Ms. Alex Boydnay, the Speaker of the House, indicated that the process was followed in the sense that you had consultations with the Prime Minister, which was what started the process. Can you give us some clarification on this? The process must begin with the office being vacant, and that is very important. There are three ways a president can limit office. And the first um, way is by operation of law. If he is not reelected at the expiration of his term, secondly, by removal before the expiration of his term of office, and that is under Section 24. And also, thirdly, he may of his own volition vacate the office before the expiration of his term of five years um, by resignation. And that's what we are, we are on with Section 119 kicks in where he sent um, his resignation to the speaker and is made available to the um, leader of the opposition and also the prime minister where we can section 191 kicks in and that's where we are we saw i met with the prime minister i was called to um, consult with him on the 14th i think of august 
I went, um, out of courtesy, I went um, to that meeting, um, expecting that he would have the documentary evidence um, stating that the Prime Minister is indeed um, vacating his office. I asked him for that um, particular document. He told me he did not have it. So that's where, that's where um, it started. Then I went back to my colleagues um, in the opposition. We seek clarification. We also um, got legal advice and showing us and directing us that the process um, started on the wrong foot because that information should be made available. We went to Parliament. The Prime Minister made it clear that I asked him for that document. He also made it clear that he, he got the document subsequent to our meeting. So there already shows again show that the, the, the process was flawed. He should have gotten that letter or that documentary evidence from the president indicating that he's leaving office before calling me um, to consult with him. And that's where it ended up. And we, we started from there. We started, we wrote to the prime minister because in parliament he said he had the document. We asked him for it in parliament. And then we, we wrote him officially. He said that he will not be making the document available to us um, or point him to the, um, any part of the Constitution that, where he can make the document available to us. We also wrote to the president um, seeking clarification on what is really going on. We also wrote um, to the speaker, you know, and the speaker wrote, um, replied to us, and she simply gives support to the um, prime minister's position. But what is also um, disappointing, in, in the Constitution, you have where there can be disagreement between the leader of the opposition and the prime minister on a joint agreement. But the speaker went on to say, I rejected the nominee of the prime minister. She also brought in um, the doctrine of necessity and that we do not have an emergency in Dominica right now for us to bring in, bring in the doctrine of necessity. Um, what we are asking that to make the documentary um, evidence available. Also, you ha there is section 28 of the Constitution that can come into play in terms of acting um, on behalf of the president. And so there are several ways and means we can deal with that situation, but the prime minister is adamant that he move in that direction, and that direction is unconstitutional. We need to respect the Constitution, and that is why the parliamentary opposition will not take further part in what is going on right now. Okay, Mr. John, I want to back up just a little bit with what you said earlier yeah. concerning your very first meeting with the Prime Minister. You went into yeah. that meeting on the understanding that you were going to consult with him on a new president, right. but what was the basis right. upon which... He, he invited you. What, what did he tell you? Did he say that the president was about to resign, that he had received a letter of his no. resignation? What did he tell you at that important meeting? The, only, the letter um, inviting me to the meeting only make, um, it only spoke of Section 19.1, um, under Section 19.1 of the Constitution, in terms of um, replacement of a president. 
And going to the meeting, you were expecting that he would have all the information necessary to kick off that discussion. So basically, and just, just to cut you short there, 19-1 deals with the consultation process, the fact that the right. Prime Minister but, should consult but before you get with to that the leader stage, of the opposition. Section um, 119 has to come into play. There must be a vacancy. Okay, so you go into that meeting yeah. with the understanding that the fact that you were called, that there had to be a vacancy already announced, and that is why you right. went to the, to the meeting. But you, you go into the right. meeting, you go to the consultation, and then you find right. out that there is no basis for the consultation. Right. Okay. And, and that, that is where we started to ask questions um, about um, why no letter was made available, why, um, why the documentary evidence. I cannot go to a meeting and agree to go forward and, and with the most important document that you need to kick off that discussion or that consultation is missing. Now, I'm, I'm just curious as well, Mr. John, at that point, after you, you left that meeting and you, made, you wrote officially to the Prime Minister asking him for the letter, did you make any attempt to contact the President himself and find out if he had written a letter, if a letter was, in, was, was forthcoming? Did, you, did, did your, your party make any of those attempts to reach out to the President and to get his view on what was happening? For sure, we communicated with the President as well. Um, in a letter dated August 28th, we wrote the president um, seeking some clarification. And let me read three of the questions we asked him. Have, you, have your excellency formally tendered your written resignation to the Speaker of the House of Assembly in accordance with Section 119 of the Constitution? Two, have you designated or... Do you intend to designate anyone to act in the office of president under Section 28 of the Constitution? And thirdly, have your excellency been affected by any coercive effort or attempt to secure your removal from office pursuant to Section 24 of the Constitution? So we wrote him and let him know that the matter was fundamentally flawed, unconstitutional, and non-void, and asking a few questions just to seek some clarification. But we have not received any reply from him so far. So let me, let me get this straight. On such a critical matter, a matter of such national importance, where it appears that the process is moving forward, and according to the Constitution, it appears to be unconstitutional, and yet you yeah. write to the president himself directly, and he refuses yeah. to respond to you? We have not received a reply from him um, up to now. What is your take on that? Is that, is that, is that normal? Is, is that unusual? Or is he considering what you did a, a breach of protocol in terms of writing to him? Um, I see that unusual. Um, when I write the prime, whenever I write to the president, um, I would get um, a reply within hours sometimes, or a few days. And since the 28th of um, August, um, I wrote to him, and I've not re received a reply from him. I see it as um, subnormal. Okay. So just to be clear and to, make, uh, to be very clear for our listeners, the Prime Minister claims that he has a letter from the President. Yes. Okay. You right. write to the President. The President has not responded. And the Prime Minister... Right is refusing to make this letter available to you. Yeah. Okay, so... I can read a paragraph of the um, response from the Prime Minister, um, August 29th, 
2012. Uh, 2012. Um, the paragraph says, Further, I wish to remind you that since our consultation did not result in an agreement on a joint nominee, this gives rise to a special session of Parliament where a decision was taken on the way forward. I'm still trying to find out what, was a, what decision was taken and what way forward. I would therefore wish to be advised on which provision of the Constitution or applicable law you rely on for your request. That is asking for the letter to be um, made available to the members of Parliament. Seeing that we'll be um, voting on, the, um, on that very important issue, we were just simply asking for that to be made available. Um, something that is very important as well, um, Mr. Fontaine, and it shows that we, on the parliamentary opposition side, we're on the right track in terms of ensuring that um, the four main offices involved um, are informed and clear and have information on what's going on, what is going on. You have the office of the president, the office of the leader of the opposition, the office of the prime minister, and the office of the speaker of the house. In July of 2008, there was an article in the Sun newspaper written, President Nick says, and I read, it's just a small, short paragraph. They do not have to vote after all. They will, there will be no disagreement over nominees. The opposition leader has no need to fear party hats. The man who would, who would have been a one-term president will serve a second term. The Speaker of the House, Alex Bodnight, advised parliament, parliamentarians as well as the country that, the, that President Nicholas Liverpool has consented to serve a second term. Earlier this year, several persons, including friends of the President, government ministers, and the leader of the opposition indicated to the Sun that President Liverpool will not, was not interested in continuing in the position when his, terms of, his term of office expires in October. They all said then his decision was based on health reasons. That short article, Mr. Fountain, or that short paragraph, Mr. Fountain yes. says mm -hmm. that the president, um, every office involved knew what was going on. Even the parliamentarians knew that the president was continuing, was taking a second term. The Speaker of the House, the Leader of the Opposition, Prime Minister, Members of Parliament, they all knew what was going on. What is going on now? Why the secrecy? What is going on between the office of the Prime Minister and the office of the Speaker of the House? What are they hiding? If you were informed that the President is um, resigning from office or intend to resign from office, why not inform or give, make the documentary evidence available to the office of the leader of the opposition. That is a very simple but important request. And it's a very valid point as well, as well Mr. John, which brings into focus the role of the speaker. Now, is the constitution right. clear as to the role that the speaker plays with regards to who the president, if he decides to resign from office, who he should report to? It is very clear. Let me, let me just quote, quote for you section 19 of the Constitution. 
section 19.1, the president may resign his office and the representative or senator may resign his seat by writing under his hand addressed to the speaker and the resignation shall take effect and the office or seat shall accordingly become vacant when the writing is received by the speaker. It is clear, so it has to go to the speaker. Now, has the speaker at any point in that in the process, has she indicated in, at any point that she has received a sort of communication from the president? No. So as far, um, as, as, far as, you, as far as you know, the speaker has not received a letter of resignation from the president? No, but no, as far as we know, because during uh, the sitting of parliament, um, she made it clear that she got that information from the prime minister. We also wrote to the speaker and to seek some clarification from her as well in terms of what is going on. And the speaker chose some sections of that um, communication to reply to. And she also said that um, she heard it in the public domain. She never said that she got the document um, from Mr. Skerritt or President Liverpool. She said she heard it in the public domain. The, speak, the office of the speaker is very important in that process. Why is the speaker not assisting, she's supposed to be the facilitator, assisting the process by making that documentary evidence available to members of parliament. That is her role. What is she hiding with the prime minister? Is there really a letter of resignation? What is going on? And, you Isn't know, Mr. 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 John, I think that's a legitimate question, and that's what I think the general yeah. public wants to know. Because the Constitution is very clear. It is very clear, and I read it for myself. I wanted right. to you to emphasize it, that for, for right. the, the, the question of resignation to come into play, the president must write, and it's only upon a written letter, something in writing, right. to the Speaker of the right. House that this can be then used. So now for the Speaker right. to proceed without this letter, it seems to me to be, to be very strange indeed. And one wonders, and, and obviously it is unconstitutional, and why, why right. wonders and why, why the Speaker of the House, why the President himself, who is uh, very much a, a constitutional scholar, why it is right. that he continues to allow this thing to drag on. It seems to me that there should be some intervention on the part of the president. It seems to me that well, the Speaker well, of the House should understand that the, it is very clear in the Constitution the role that she has to play and why it is that she is choosing not to play this role. <laughs> that is very important, um, Mr. Fontaine. Something else that is very important that the Dominican public um, should be aware of is that we have been getting, um, the opposition have been getting a lot of legal advice. And we have been on point, the information that we're getting from our attorneys, um, um, they are very consistent with what we have been saying and doing. And just today, I got um, another document from a, an, a, an attorney, and I am sure the government... Um, has that document in their hands as well. And I'll just quote one paragraph for you of that document. And it says, simple, the second condition would require the speaker, the leader of the opposition, and the prime minister, and by extension, the House of Assembly, on the basis of credible 
evidence furnished to them by the president to agree to make the necessary preparation for the expedition, expeditious election of a success of the successor president. But it says the same thing the person is saying, that that documentary evidence is important for us to move in that process. That process has to move forward, but you need that documentary evidence and, as I said, credible evidence furnished by the president, but the leader of the opposition, the prime minister, the speaker, so the four offices again, Mr. Fontaine, very critical, very important for the process. Transparency, openness, that is what the Constitution is asking. That is what the lawyer who gave us a document today is asking. That is what our lawyers have been asking. That is what the parliamentary opposition have been asking for the past couple of weeks. And nothing is forthcoming. What is really going on between the office of the prime minister and the office of the speaker of the house? You know, and I think that, that is a very valid, valid question that you're, you're raising. And, and also... In terms of the of the clarity, in terms of the clarity of the constitution, in your view, Mr. John, is the constitution crystal clear on the procedures that has to be adopted to elect a new president? Very much so. Um, as I said, we continue to get legal advice, get information that is um, very clear. And as I said earlier on, section one one nine. That's where it starts. The resignation comes in, and we move on from there. That's where Section 19, one of the Constitution, kicks in. Let me just quote Section 19, one for you. Whenever the office of the president is vacant or the term of office of the president is due to expire within, within not more than 90 days, the prime minister shall consult with the leader of the opposition as to the joint nomination of a suitable candidate for election as president. But hear what it says, Mr. Fountain. The office of president is vacant. Whenever the office of president is vacant. Where is the documentary evidence saying that there is a vacancy? Where is the vacancy? So as far as you're concerned, Mr. Liverpool is still in his job. He's not given a date when he's going to resign. Or at least if, right. if he has, you've, you've not seen it. So as far as the opposition is concerned, the president, Liverpool, is still in office. He's still in office. Just recently he was on the function. And he spoke there in his capacity as president of Dominica. Now is, what is the rush? Is President Liverpool in any way incapacitated? Is he, is, is he ill? Is there any information on the president? Has he been seen in public? Yes, he has been sitting public recently at a function, as I said, and he spoke at a function. So he's still carrying um, out his functions as president? Yes, recently he was at the Olympics in London. Wow. You know, for the sake of, of, of the leaders, Mr. John, I, I would like you to explain to us, in terms of the, 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 the role, well, not the role of, of the president, but in terms of who elects the president. Is it, is it the prime minister or is it the parliament of Dominica? The Parliament of Dominica, um, nominations could come from, let me just get the section of the Constitution for you. You, would have, you could have nomination 
from the Prime Minister, from the Leader of the Opposition, or three elected members. Okay, so, any, then, so anybody could nominate somebody and considerably that person could win. So the person yes, becoming president does not have to come from the person nominated by the ruling party. Not necessarily. Okay, um, great. If they mm -hmm. come in, um, nomination comes in. But also, what is very critical, to get to that stage of election, the process has to be followed properly. And that is where we are now, um, Mr. Fountain. Right, and the reason... The reason why I raised that issue is because I was thinking that if the president is elected by parliament, then it seems to me that if he's going to resign, that he should tender his resignation to parliament through the speaker. Thank you very and much. Not through, and not through the, through the prime minister. So that has to go to the speaker, and the speaker inform the members of parliament. So we could begin the process of um, looking for a successor. So and I think that's what we are asking. I think it is safe to say that that if Parliament goes ahead and and goes ahead as it has been indicated with an election of president on Monday, that this is clearly illegal. A clear violation of the Constitution of the Commonwealth of Dominica, the supreme law of the land, and that is what we we see it as a continuation by the Prime Minister of Dominica to disrespect the Constitution of the Commonwealth of Dominica. Some years ago, he said no law, not even the Constitution, will prevent him from doing whatever he wants. He also said that Dominicans are too free. He, and no, right now, he's before the court um, because he was he nominated when he no, he ran for elections in 2009. He was a dual citizen. And that matter is before the Court of Appeal on November 14th. It will be heard. And that is the continuation of Mr. Skerry. What we're asking of him, this is something very simple for us. Respect the Constitution, and by just halting this process, you have 18 free. Why the rush? Why the disrespect? Call the process, start the fresh, and the person that nominated We'll still win, but we will have a process that is legitimate. We will have a process that was done within the confines of the Constitution of the Commonwealth of Dominica. And that is what we're asking of the Prime Minister and his advisors. Please respect the Constitution. You know, I think this is a very sad day for Dominica um, because, as you indicated very eloquently, Mr. John, the Constitution is very clear that there is no room for confusion. And even right. just from a common sense basis, it seems to me that before anything should proceed, the president should tender his resignation if he so desires, if that's what right. he decides to do, to the Speaker of the House. This has not been done. The Speaker has not been able to produce this letter. In fact, no letter has been forthcoming from the President. So I think it is safe to say that the President of Dominica is still in place. And to, move, sure. ahead, to move ahead on Monday, with now, now in all of this, was a date given when, when, the, when the President was supposed to have resigned? Did you receive no, a date from the Prime Minister? We have not received any date. And something else is very important as well. Um, why we ask for that process to be halted for the time is also to give Dominicans, Dominicans 
a clear idea or clear process of what is going on. Right now, as I said earlier on, Mr. Fountain, you're confused. A lot of Dominicans are confused. They don't know what is going on. And that is why the United Workers Party, the parliamentary opposition, we are behaving as responsible Dominicans, Dominicans who respect the Constitution, and take up that mantle to educate the people on what is going on. If we didn't do that, Mr. Um, we did not do that, Mr. Fountain, we would, we would be doing a disservice to the Commonwealth of Dominica. We'll be doing a disservice to the people of Dominica. And most importantly, we'll be doing a disservice to the constitutional provisions of the Commonwealth of Dominica. Okay, in case you are just uh, joining us, you are listening there to a live interview on this speaking interview with uh, the leader of the parliamentary opposition in uh, Dominica, the Honorable Hector John. We are going to ask you if you are interested in, in raising a question or making a comment, um, feel free to do so. There are several ways in which you can do that. The number to call if you are in Dominica and you'd like to talk to Mr. John, the number to call is a local number for you. That's 442 one two one one that's four four two one two one one if you're calling from overseas the number you can reach us at is one three zero one three two seven six one five four that's three zero one three two seven six one five four or you can send us an email the email radio that's radio at the dominican.net radio at the dominican.net Mr. John, this is, this is very disturbing. I must say on a very personal level, it's very disturbing for me, the turn of is. events, because it appears to me that we are having a coup in Dominica. I think that's, all, I think that's probably a, a way to describe it, because clearly the uh, president of, of Dominica has been displaced without his consent, and that appears to be what is going on there. And that is what we are trying to avoid. As, um, we should avoid as Dominicans. We should not be sending that message out there that we would like to push out of president or disrespect the Constitution. That is the supreme law of the land. And what is going on, Mr. Funkin, as I said, <laughs> is a coup. It's a coup d'etat. And to me, it is organized or it is being pushed Hello? by the office of the Prime Minister and the office of the Speaker of the House. That is the two offices I see that they are trying to hide information, they are helping each other to, do, to push their agenda. And that is disturbing and that is what we should avoid that is why the united world party will continue to stand up tomorrow we'll be having a meeting in Buffet state and we're looking at having a meeting in source on saturday and and mobilizing dominicans to really go out there and stand up for your constitution on monday stand up for your constitution do not allow Prime Minister Skerritt and the Speaker of the House, Alec Boyd Knight, to disrespect our Constitution and do whatever they want in the House of Assembly. Okay, Mr. Johnson. We have no, Mr. Let me just make something clear uh, again, Mr. Fountain. Sorry. We have no problem with the nominee of the Prime Minister. He is not the issue. The issue at hand. Okay, Mr. John, I, I, wanted, I wanted to come to that very important point. But before you do, let me take this caller and we'll come back to this point. Okay, no problem. Yes, good evening, caller. Yes, good evening. I would just like to ask Mr. John, because um, I know he said in a letter received from the speaker that he quoted section 18 of the Constitution, which states clearly that the 
drug of the Commonwealth of Dominica must, at all material terms, have a president. Could he um, expound on that? Because um, from what I'm gathering is that the president may resign on Monday, and on Tuesday, Mr. Elwood Williams may start his position as president. So I think if that is the case, I, I, I cannot see a problem. But I would really like him to expound on Section 18 of the of the Constitution in regard to Dominica cannot stay without a president for at least a half a minute. Thank you. Okay, thank you very much, caller. Um, Mr. John, I hope you heard this question. The, the no, I, I didn't hear anything. Yeah, okay. Um, well, let me, let, me oh. just, let me just ask. The caller wanted you to expound on Article 18 of the Constitution. His, his mm. argument being that the president can resign on Monday and a new president, Mr. Williams, sworn in on Tuesday. You want to use it to kind of give some clarification on that particular section? Okay, can I um, read that section? 18.1, there shall be a president of Dominica who shall be elected by the House and shall hold office for a term of five years. That is the section they were speaking about. Um, the president yes, shall yes. have... Oh, just that, right. What, what are we are saying, Mr. Fountain, that we can also go to section 28, where the president can designate someone to act for him. We, there's not a rush. There's not an emergency. Let us do the process properly. And as I said, the, uh, the position of the lawyers that we got um, from today, um, you make it very clear as well. The process, you're going to put the opposition at a, at a disadvantage if you're not giving him ample time. Um, let us give him uh, sufficient information to ensure that they can be part of the process and ensure that process is legitimate. Yes, this will be a president. We had, Mr. Fountain, some years ago, we had in quick succession, Mr. Kuzlatig, Degazan, Mr. Amor, and also Mr. Aurelius Mari. There was a time when a period of unrest in Dominica, and we had quick succession of pre four presidents. And we had no problem in terms of the um, coming into office. But why do we want to create a problem right now? What is go something is not right. What is going on? No. And section mm. 18, as the caller um, um, asked about, yes, there will be a president. But why are we rushing it? Why are we not doing it properly? That is what we are asking. Why can the president resign? And then that resignation later will kick off the, the consultation between the leader of the opposition and the prime minister. Why can't they do that? That is what the constitution is asking. Simple. Now, Mr. John, you started to, to raise the issue earlier. Um, much has been said or made about the fact that it is Mr. Eliud Williams, who is being recommended by the prime minister to be the new president of Dominica, that he is from Salisbury and all the rest of it, and you're making a point that it's not so much about the person, but about the process. For sure, and that is very clear. We have said that on several occasions. I just wanted to repeat that on your program tonight, that we have no problem with Mr. Williams. The problem we have is with the process. We want to ensure that the process 
meets the requirements set under the Constitution. That is very clear. Um, that is what we're asking for. Nothing to do with Mr. Williams, but we want to ensure that the process meets the requirements set under the Constitution. And I think it is important that we follow the process. I mean, we are a nation of laws, not of men. And I think it's very important that the process is followed because if we don't, if that president is set this time, then it could mean that in the future, if you don't like a president as the, as the prime minister, you could just get rid of him, just dismiss him on your own. And um, the president should be above that. And that is why we are asking, we are still seeking clarification, asking questions, what is really going on? And the office of the leader of the opposition should be in the center, should be aware of everything that is going on. Why the secrecy? Why the lack of transparency in such a, such a very important, critical process? That's what we're asking. We're not asking for nothing much. Let us see the documentary evidence. Let us participate. Let us follow the Constitution. And we all will have a president a legitimate president that we all will respect and know that we participated in the process, even though we, didn't, we might not have voted for him, but we know that the process was valid, the process was legitimate, and the process meet the requirements set under the Constitution of the Commonwealth of Dominica. Now, assuming the Prime Minister and the Speaker of the House, Mrs. Knight, decide to proceed as they have indicated that they would on Monday and elect a new president without the opposition. What happens next? Well, as we have said, that we will not continue to participate in that process. And we are asking as um, Dominicans, as you said earlier on, um, respectful Dominicans, asking a simple request of the Prime Minister. Mr. Prime Minister, halt the process. Do what is right. It will not hurt if you halt the process to make it right and it hold it back by about two or three days. But you will ensure that you're doing the right thing. You will ensure that Mr. Williams gets in there with limited or no controversy. No, you're putting the gentleman in a bind because of what is going on. What we are saying, the process is wrong, and the office of the president, the prime minister, and the office of the speaker, they are involved in it. They have to bring, they have to ensure that they make it clear to the people of Dominica what is going on, and we have to hold these two offices accountable: the office of the prime minister, the office of the speaker of the house. Okay, Mr. John, we have a, we have another caller on the line. Good evening, caller. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Good evening. Thompson. Yes, sir. Mr. Fountain. Yeah, blessings to you, sir. Very nice to hear you. And blessings. Uh, welcome. Okay, sir. And I give thanks for the service. I hope that you could use your influence and assist us in our present dilemma. Mr. John, blessings to you. Good evening, sir. Um, Good evening. Question, Good evening, sir. A question to Mr. Yeah, blessings. Um, what section of the Constitution that restricts the President from intervening if he's been ousted, verbally speaking. A verbal intervention, sorry, but a verbal intervention. To me, I sense a very diabolic and sinister conspiracy. Maybe the president is, in, is included, because we know that there is a great one who wants 
immunity from atrocities against the people or the state, well, the people of the state. And what section of the Constitution, and I don't think there's any section of the Constitution that allow the, the president to remain mute when all that level of controversy is going on. So there's room for speculation in the absence of information. And Thompson, I mean, as an intelligent person, you, you know, why be silent? Is it out of embarrassment? Is it out of aiding and abetting? And the guilt is right there. What's happening? Thank you. Mr. John? Very, very um, good question, caller. Um, we, need to, uh, we need to seek clarification. As I said earlier on, caller, we wrote to the president asking him a few questions because we see it as um, our responsibility um, as the official opposition to seek clarification on that matter. And we wrote to the prime minister. Uh, we asked him some critical questions. I'm sorry, the, the president, and we have not received any response from him right now, reply from him as yet. We are hoping that we can get it um, as soon as possible. And as you, you raise a very important point. Why isn't the president saying something about that matter? What is going on? What is really going on? And that is why, why I'm saying that the office of the, the prime minister and the office of the speaker, they have a lot to do with what is going on. And we need to make them responsible. We need to demand answers from them. If the, prime minister, the president will not speak because he's on his way out as well, um, what's really going on? What is really going on? Is he being forced out of office? What is really going on? Because his term, his five years, should expire sometime next year, September or October. You, what is really going on? You are listening to this weekend interview. If you're calling from Dominica, the number 442-1211, If you're calling from the U.S. or side of Dominica, 1301-327-6154. Uh, Mr. John, I am really, and one of the things that the, the caller, the last caller asked was whether or not uh, there is anything that the the president himself can do but it, it it seems to me that parliament is the one that should be able to act on his behalf because in a way it is a parliament that gives power to the president and the power and if he's threatened in any way it seems to me that is the president is the parliament that needs to step in now will you participate in the debate on monday no we will not be participating in uh, uh, in what will be going on in the house of assembly as we said it is the process is unconstitutional and will not be participating in that process. And that, that, that is very clear. Um, as we, the callers um, asked earlier on, and you, you repeated as well, in terms of the Constitution, I don't know any way that will um, prevent this, the president from speaking. But what we did um, as the opposition, that we asked for that very important documentary evidence or credible evidence, whatever you want to call it, or the resignation letter, on behalf of every member of parliament. We don't ask only for the several members of the opposition, but for every member. Okay, because Mr. John. Because we all will be part and parcel of the process. Mr. John, let's go to the phones. Um, calls are coming in. Um, good evening, caller. Good evening. How are you doing? Okay, doing well. Thank you. John. Yes, go ahead, please. 
Yeah, listen, listen to me. You're listening. Yes, you're listening to your radio. You can go ahead, please. Hello, caller. Good evening. You are listening to your radio. You should or your internet. You should listen. John, how are you doing? Okay, we support your point. What we are asking for is for clarification for every school child to understand. I see what we are asking for. But yes, we support you, Mr. John, because we understand you are looking for clarification. Caller, you yeah. are listening to your radio or your internet. Please just go ahead. Yes. I'm saying that we support you. We are looking for clarification. That's just clear. Let every school try understand what is happening in Dominica. You understand? Because it appears that somebody's been paid to shut up and somebody's been paid to push something. So let's push for the point that let us get the clarification. We're not fighting. We want clarification thank you okay thank you very much let's take this other caller good evening caller good evening caller okay um mr john the person who yes, simply wanted wanted to thank you for the clarification and um, um okay let's take this caller yes good good evening caller go ahead please Good evening, Thompson Fountain. Uh, very good evening to you, sir. And good evening to, yes, and good evening to the Honorable Leader of the Opposition. I understand where the Opposition Leader is coming from. Because if the Constitution makes provision for the President to tender his resignation to the Speaker, to write to the Speaker, and then the Speaker summon the House, and then the Speaker read a letter coming from the Prime Minister, that is non on void. The President of Dominica have no respect for the Constitution, he have no respect for the law of this country, he have no respect for the people of Dominica. Roosevelt Kerry told us no law including the Constitution will stop him from doing what he wants. This sitting president sat down there and allowed Roosevelt Kerry from time to time to continue to break the law. This man told us Dominicans are too free. On three occasions, he repeated in the Parliament of Dominica. And the president must understand that he is the president of the Commonwealth of Dominica and not the president of Roosevelt Kerry or the Labour Party. And it's on that basis that the people of Dominica should come out in large numbers on Monday morning and find themselves outside the Parliament building to send a message to Roosevelt Kerry that we are going to stand up to uphold our constitution, we are going to stand up and speak for our children, we are going to stand up and speak for our country, because Dominica is all of us country. For over too long in this country, this Prime Minister keeps insulting Dominicans, embarrassing Dominicans, trumping on our rights, and when we expect the President to make a statement, he is sit down there quiet, allowing a Prime Minister to continue to trump on the rights of Dominicans. Every one of us must find ourselves outside the Parliament and say enough is enough. We cannot take that anymore, Glenn. Thank you and good evening. 
Okay, thank you very much, Color. You know, that is, the Color raised a very valid point there, Mr. Hector, in the sense that why is the president silent, especially that you wrote to him? Okay, let's let's take this other, this other Color. Good evening, Color. Yes, good evening, Color. Hey, good evening, Thompson. How are you doing? Okay, pretty good. Thank you. Yeah, um, I just, uh, uh, just uh, there's a question that I think people should uh, should start asking the the prime minister. Um, for some reason, he seems eager to replace Liverpool with with Mr. Williams. So I'm just wondering, what is it that he would want from um, Williams uh, in his capacity as president that that um, he's not getting from um, from. Uh, Liverpool, that he is so eager, he's so busy to rush to replace one with the other, you know, what's the problem, you know? Okay, thank you very much, Kola. Um, Mr. John, yes, um, you might have some, you might have some idea on this. Um, the caller was asking, what in your view, do, do huh. you think that there is something that mr williams can offer to the to the prime minister that that um is not getting from mr liverpool uh i do not know i will not get um get to that stage um in terms of the discussion because um you are going to go off track in terms of what you want to get done in in that where we are right now that stage i am not sure I know Mr. Williams um, we, is a very respectful um, individual. I, um, a lot of people know Mr. The, the current president is a very respectful individual. Um, we might have our differences. But what I'm saying is that the process, why we continue to disrespect the process, what is the office of the prime minister and the office of the speaker trying to do to Dominica and the Constitution? Okay, Mr. John. It's not about Mr. Williams. I will not. I will not get right there um, with Mr. Williams. I don't know what. Um, uh, uh, I will not get to that point. Okay. We have not gotten there as well. All right, Mr. Uh, yes, John. Sorry. Let's take this caller. Good evening, caller. Yes, yes, it's me again, Thompson. Thanks so very much for that opportunity. You know. what I am saying is, if the Constitution makes provision for the president to write to the speaker and the speaker is reading a letter from Mr. Scarry, we have a problem there. The president is supposed to write mm -hmm. to the speaker and the opposition is asking for that letter. The reason why the opposition is asking for that letter, Mr. Skerritt has been a stranger to the truth. If he tell you run and you run, your neck will break. That is how we operate. So we cannot trust him. We are saying, therefore, there to be a vacant position, you have to have the letter to the opposition so that they can they can tell themselves, yes, that the president has tendered his resignation. If there is not a letter, there isn't a vacant position. There isn't a vacant position. What is wrong? What it is that Mr. Skerritt and the speaker is, uh, is, is hiding from the people of Dominica. But you know, Thompson, it is Dominicans that allow Mr. Scary to do that. Because we give him an inch, he take a foot, we give him a foot, he take a yard. We now should stand up and close down the country on Roosevelt Scary did that nonsense he doing there. Teach him a lesson on Monday morning, 
outside of the parliament of Dominica in large numbers, in thousands of us. We will stand up there and we will express our views. This is a democratic country. This is a civilized society. And Mr. Skerritt must listen to the people. He feels that he is Jesus Christ. He feels that he is all. He feels he is the leader. And whatever he says goes, it cannot operate like that. When you are running a country, it is a different thing from when you are running your home. So I'm calling on all Dominicans in every nook and corner. Do not be afraid because Jehovah God has not given us a spirit of fear. So we cannot allow one, one undesirable character and an undesirable man and a, to, 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 to bring us in that situation. We cannot. We are going to stand up this time. Enough is enough this time. Thank you. Okay, thank you very much, caller. Uh, Mr. John, it seems to me that the president himself can bring a lot of clarity to this issue. If you had one thing to say to the president of Dominica, Mr. Liverpool, at this time, what would that be? I will ask Mrs. Um, Liverpool to simply make it clear to Dominicans what is going on. Simple. Um, he holds the ace in his hand. Uh, it's about his office. It's about he living. But what we would like to know is what fuels the process. And did he fuel that process by making a letter of um, resignation um, available to the Prime Minister or the Speaker of the House? And why is that document not being made available to the Office of the Leader of the Opposition? So. We're asking, just in a nutshell, just to bring clarity for, um, to the people of Dominica. That is simple. Bring clarity to the people of Dominica. Let them know what is going on. Let us put that controversy behind our back and move forward. We cannot continue to be having all these distractions, unnecessary distractions, I will call them, because... We could have avoided that situation we are in right now by ensuring that we follow the procedure set under the Constitution. Okay, Mr. John, we have, we have, we have another yes. caller, if you hold on to that first. Uh, good evening, caller. No problem. Yeah, good evening, Mr. Punkin. How are you doing tonight, sir? Okay, doing well. Thank you. Yeah, good evening to the Honorable Leader of the Opposition. Um, uh, Mr. Fongin, uh, a caller before made the point with respect to the, the process involving the um, appointment of a new president. And um, that appointment, as the, the point was being made, is that that appointment must be triggered off by a letter of resignation coming from the president to the Speaker of the House of Assembly. The Constitution is quite clear on that, sir. And that is why, you know, we as Dominicans, when we see this being done, in light of the statement made by the Prime Minister, no law, no constitution can prevent him from doing what he wants. And then he demonstrates that in, in four different um, uh, four different situations, um, culminating with this recent appointment of the, um, the, the resignation attitude of the president. And um, he is basically taking control of the situation, changing the law of the land as it stands to suit itself, to get his way. And again, we cannot stop 
um, emphasizing the need for Dominicans to come out, to turn out in large numbers, because we have been talking for quite some time now. And even with respect to this particular issue, we have um, explained this issue um, time and time again on Q95 and in other um, arenas and areas when we have gotten the, the opportunity. And so we are confident that the people are assured that uh, Mr. Skerritt is just about making trouble, making confusion, trying to create a, 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 um, a crisis in the country because definitely we are confronted right now with a constitutional crisis. And um, that being the situation, and based on the evidence that we have before us with respect to Mr. Skerritt's attitude towards our constitution, the people of Dominica need to turn out in large numbers on Monday at the Parliament building to send a clear message to Mr. Roosevelt's spirit that is enough is enough and he cannot continue to, to disregard the constitution of the country in the way that it's going about. And, and we just sit there idly by and, and, and take it, you know, because every time we, we let him get away, with an act, okay, he commits something more more grievous than than the previous one. So it's going to become they're going to become a time in Dominica when all our rights will be taken away from us. So we have to protect ourselves from that happening and turn out in large numbers on Monday, organize ourselves, organize our transportation from Grande, in Marigot, in Woodfortil, Calibishi, Cassibus, all across the country, farmers, fishermen, teachers. Tonight I had the opportunity to appeal to the, the public service to join us on Monday so that we can send a clear message that enough is enough. Thanks for the opportunity, Mr. Fountain and uh, Mr. Hector Okay, thank you very much, Kala. You know, um, Mr. John, I can, I, can, I can understand, for example, that the Prime Minister may have been confused about the whole process. But what I don't get right. is the Speaker's reaction. It is very clear in the Constitution that she must receive a letter indicating that the President is going to resign. Now, the President reports not to the Prime Minister, but to Parliament. And it just, it's right. just sad that the Speaker, who has been Speaker for all these years, do not grasp that very fundamental point. And I am really concerned about that. What does that say about our democracy in Dominica? But, but it also says, Mr. Um, Fountain, that there can be um, a conspiracy between the two offices. And, and I will say it, um, Cadillac, because that something is going on. Because the, prime, the speaker of the House, her profession, she's a lawyer. She should have a pretty good um, idea of the interpretation of the Constitution. She should have a pretty good idea of the Constitution and the procedure to, for the removal and replacement of a president. Section 119 of the Constitution is clear. And, and that's, that is why we have the problem, Mr. Fountain. And the Prime Minister called me to a meeting, and he knew that he didn't have the, the most important documentary evidence to kick off that discussion. But yet still, he called for that meeting, and that is where we realized that things were going in the wrong direction, and we took a stand. And that is why we have this, this discussion going on right now around Dominica. It could have been avoided. It still can be avoided if the Prime Minister see 
sees himself as a man of integrity, a man of respect, he should say, okay, let us hold that process. Let us do what is right, start afresh, and move in the right direction. Simple. That, that is what we are asking. Be man enough and stand up and deal with that issue once and for all. Mr. John, we have another caller on the line. Good evening, caller. Go ahead, please. Yes, I, we understand everything that Mr. John is saying, but my question is, and I think you, you alluded to that a little bit earlier, but he didn't really answer the question. In the event that um, uh, they go ahead with their plans, as, as they've indicated, what is the next step then? Let's say they do go ahead and they elect um, Mr. Elwood Williams as president of Dominica on, on Tuesday, or the next day, what, what, what is the opposition going to be doing? What is the next step? What is the next move forward with regard to that? You're asking if they're willing to challenge it, even in the courts of Dominica, right? Or something to that extent? Yes, yes pretty much, yes. Okay, thank you very much, Colin. Um, yes, very good question. We have been looking at every avenue in terms of what, where we go next. We will wait until we see what transpires. We ha they have mon they have two day they have Monday morning to hold the process. Let us see what they will do because that is why we are calling Dominicans. If you're a friend of a friend of the Prime Minister or whoever, call them. You, you're a lawyer, you know better. Call them. Ask them to stop that process and start afresh. We get to Monday. That is why we are calling Dominicans to come out. That is not about United Workers Party. It is not about Thompson Fountain. It is about preserving the supreme law of the land. If we do not preserve that or protect it, any Tom, Dick, and Harry can wipe their feet before our constitution. And we cannot allow that to happen. And that is why we have to turn out in large numbers on Monday. Mr. So they can John. prevent that from happening. Yes, Mr. Yes, Fonte. we have another call on the line. We want to allow them an, a chance to go ahead. Go ahead. Good evening, caller. No problem. Okay, I guess I was not quick enough. The number you, <laughs> you want to call is, if you're calling from Dominica, is 442-1211, 442-1211. If you're calling from the U.S., you can reach us at 202-525-7231. That's 202 Five two five seven two three one. Now, Mr. John, you were making the point earlier, and I think it's one that's worth making, that this is worth fighting for. I think it's a matter of principle. Yes. I think it's a matter of the Constitution. And I believe and I hope that cooler heads will prevail. I hope that the Prime Minister, the Speaker, the President, everybody right. involved will take a step back and look at the broader implications of their actions. And as right. you said, I see nothing wrong in halting the process, putting it on hold for another two, three, four weeks. And doing it correctly. Right. I think it's important that we do this thing right. Because what it will show, it will show a, a, a healthy respect for the constitution of Dominica, which is required. Right. Because when parliamentarians and elected officials begin to disrespect or pretend they don't understand the constitution, that has mm. implications for the rest of society. We have the caller. Good evening, uh -huh. caller. Let's, let's take this caller. Good evening, caller. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Okay, yes, yes, go ahead, please. Um, you are listening to your 
radio. Um, we are on some delay, so just go ahead, yes, please, okay. with your comment. Okay, allow me. Um, what I'm saying, Thompson, knowing that um, there is still the freedom and the UWP and whatever, Thompson, we're dealing with a formidable and difficult, dangerous, and funding God knows from where, plus the public purse at their disposal. Please, I'm asking for the consol con consolidations, consolidation of the end of those who are dissenting to that level of madness that is happening. Please, something needs to be done, some drastic um, and immediate, you know, emergency. It's an emergency. And what I need to ask, could it be that the technicality, Mr. John, Honorable, I want to ask you, there is a section um, quoted here, 28.2. What technicality that may be there if there is some controversy and Mr. Williams did not make it for the speak of the House to be designated or appointed as president? So what is happening, I think there is an inherent hatred for the United Workers Party and what I see, with no offense to you, Mr. Thompson, the real classical freedom, they are the ones that are in charge of that level of madness that is happening presently. But what we need to do, I am saying, all cards on the deck, there is something more sinister than we are maybe thinking. Is it that Mr. Skerritt want, to, want the presidency to make it an executive president, you know, absolute power, immunity, and all of that? Or is it that Mrs. Boyd eyes is on the price? What is happening in our country? And if we need foreign assistance or whatever to just get rid of that monster which maybe a lot of us have created, whether directly or indirectly. This is just my concern. Sorry if I sound so annoying. I'm listening. Thank you very much, caller. Uh, Mr. John? I didn't need to tell you, but it made reference to Section 28 too. Yes, his question was whether there could be uh, some kind of loophole or some kind of, you know, loophole that, that uh, Mr. Williams could even point to if he accepts the nomination on Monday. Oh, um, that's what we said as well, that section where the, the president can nominate someone, designate someone to act in this position. Um, and that's what, that can happen. Um, section 28.2, a person shall not be qualified to act as president unless is qualified to be elected as and to held the office of president. Your international credit balance has one minute to perform the function of his office during any period during which he is so acting. So <laughs> the speaker can act as well. <laughs> Would they want the speaker to act? Or, or is it a controversy, uh, a controversy to let the speaker act? Or what? And blessings uh, also regional... Um, Something that can happen as well. That is why, outside of facts, outside of transparency, you will have these speculations coming in. Try to eliminate the speculations. Make the facts available. Be clean. Be clear. Be transparent. Simple. Yeah, Thompson, um, just quickly, I just want to inform our listeners with respect to our um, gathering at the Parliament. Your international Monday, call has... Monday, um, ...that people should not be fearful in any way, shape, or form. Um, actually, last time we were at the Parliament, um, Hector, John, and Mr. James, and other members of the opposition were taken to court, and the case was thrown out of court. 
okay? Um, and so which emphasize that we have the right to demonstrate. The court has proven that we have the right to demonstrate, so people should have no fear in their minds to, to come out in large numbers to to, demo, to to show their support for the cause of the opposition in, in the parliamentary opposition in a peaceful way, and they should not be fearful of that in any way. And in addition to that, we have our, our lawyers working with our, our political party so that in the event that uh, we have any um, difficulty, these um, our people who are there will be taken care of and, and they will be dealt with in, in a proper way. So uh, we want to assure people that we have put all the necessary measures in place to make sure that our people who are coming out to support the effort on Monday will be safe and they will be in an in a atmosphere where they can express their, their, their rights and, 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 and express their views. And especially, it's against the background that one of the things that this government is boasting of is that there is democracy in, in reigning in the country and, 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 and we are too free. We are too free in Dominica. So again, you know, this should even encourage us further to come out and to show our support in large numbers. Fear no more. Thanks a lot. Um, just before you go, let me ask you this. At what time um, are you asking people to come out on Monday? Well, we'll be gathering, we'll be gathering as early as possible anywhere between from 9.30, 10 o'clock around there. Uh, we'll be in the area to um, get the process um, going in terms of hearing from our leaders. I'm we'll sorry, on mailbox. The, in the general area, Mr. John and, and our political leader and other uh, members of the um, parliamentary opposition, you know, addressing us on the importance of the issue, of the particular issue that is confronting us and the need for us to act and, and for us to hear from the people as to um, what the way forward, because as you heard Mr. John indicate, all options uh, are available to us, and we are right now in the process of considering you know, uh, the way forward, but we need to be hearing from the people, we need to be getting a response from the people, because as our political leader, Ms. Madison James, has called for boots on the ground, you know, we need people to turn out, you know, in large numbers, so that we can show that, you know, it's time for action, and all the talking is not because Thompson, we in our case, you know, in terms of the incompetence of this government, in terms of the mismanagement of the economy, in terms of the corruption, the passport scandal, diplomatic scandal, bin bubble, you know, fertilizer bubble, illegal land transfer, the fillers issue. You know, the case where well, we have made the case, you know, is the fact that we did, the Prime Minister is a dual citizen with Ian Peter Peter. We have seen the work of the Speaker to undermine the, the opposition in the House. You know, we have seen the acquiescence of the, the President. We have seen the, the, the work of the Commission of Police. Look at the Gun Emanuel issue, the, the blatant attack on Mr. Gun Emanuel by high-level government officials defending criminal activity in the country. So we have made our case, you know, and, and this all this is culminating with what is this constitutional crisis it has befallen us so again uh, Thompson people need to act that's the only option available to us now that the people must act the opposition has done its work it has done its fair share in terms of leading the people in a responsible way in a civil way exploring all options and right now we are at the point where it is time for boots to be on the ground and as our political leader Mr. Edison James said 
marching boots on the ground. Thanks for the opportunity, Councillor. Okay, thank you very much, caller. Um, Mr. John, are you still with us? Okay, I think we may have lost Mr. John, but we've in fact come to the end of our broadcast for tonight. Um, I want to thank all of you that, that joined us. We will try our level best uh, to get some kind of comment or some feedback from the Speaker of the House on this very critical matter of national importance, the election of a new president for Dominica, to be sure that the process has been followed as it is laid out in the Constitution, which I believe is very clear, and most Dominicans would agree that it is very clear. So very special thanks to Honorable Hector John and to all of you that called in, to all of our listeners in Dominica and across the globe. Thank you very much for listening to us here on TDN Radio and Q95 to this week in interview. I'll be back on your radio next week with another edition of this week in interview. Until then, have a great evening and thank you so much for listening. Coming up uh, in just a little while, is the standman with the music of the Caribbean. Have a good night and thank you for listening.